0: This is the Marathon Training Academy podcast, episode 300.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the ultimate daily all-in-one health drink, with 75 proven vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients that makes it easier for you to get comprehensive nutrition without the need for multiple pills, powders, or complex routines. Go over to athleticgreens.com forward slash MTA and you can claim your special offer today. They're going to give you 20 free travel packs valued at $79 with your first purchase. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash MTA.
0: And we'd also like to thank the Drury Hotels for sponsoring our podcast since we started. Just an outstanding sponsor and partner. And I have personally stayed at probably two to three dozen of their locations. I don't know. We have so many great locations around the U.S. So if you're traveling this holiday season, look out for the Drury Hotels. They are top-notch. And if you use our code on our website, you can save 15% on the cost of your room. Drury Hotels, they're awesome. Use the link on our website to save 15%. Just go to marathontrainingacademy.com and you'll see that link. Welcome to the Marathon Training Academy podcast, where we equip you to run a marathon and change your life. I'm Trevor. And I'm Angie. In today's show, we celebrate reaching 300 podcast episodes by hearing from you, our amazing listeners. We'll play some sound bites for you from runners who listen to the show, and were kind enough to give us a little glimpse into who they are, what they do for a living, why they listen to the podcast, and what races they are training for. Plus, you'll also hear Angie recap her recent marathon in Vermont, which she's calling one of her most challenging races yet. And of course, you can get more help taking your running to the next level inside the Academy. Learn about our membership and coaching when you visit marathontrainingacademy.com. So Angie, what's new and exciting? All kinds of stuff, I bet, huh?
1: (laughs) It's new and exciting to be home for a change.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you've been gone last week. First, you had to go to Montana for a funeral. And then that was like squeezed in between two marathons that you recently did. What else is going on out there? Big news from Shalane Flanagan, right?
1: Yeah, four time Olympian. Shalane Flanagan retires from professional running after 15 years. Of course, she's had an amazing career and she's going to now shift her attention to coaching with the Bowerman Track Club.
0: Shalane won the New York City Marathon in 2017. It's fun to go back and watch the footage of her crossing the finish line and just, she's like running, crying, pumping the air, and saying, F yeah, F yeah, really loud. On live TV, which I would do too if I just won the New York City Marathon. <laughs> Best wishes to her and her family as uh, she shifts into a different role here in the running world.
1: That's right. And we'd like also like to say congratulations to everyone who waded through the very wet Marine Corps Marathon this past weekend It was extremely rainy, and it sounds like though people stayed strong and spirits were high. So, yeah, for everyone who crossed the finish line of any of the races this weekend, um, it's it's not an easy feat.
0: And did you see that Michael Wardian won the first ever Marine Corps 50k?
1: Yes, that was very exciting to see.
0: He's a beast. So what's going on out there in MTA land these days, Angie?
1: Oh, we got this nice note from Bob. He says, Hi, Angie and Trevor. This is Bob from Belgium, but residing in the Netherlands. I ran the Berlin Marathon, shaving off more than 10 minutes from my PR with a time of four hours, one minute and 42 seconds. Tight shoes in the rain held me from reaching my goal of finishing under four hours. At the 20-mile mark, one guy was flying past me, but I could just read on the back of his shirt, 30 kilometers with your legs, 10 kilometers with your head, 2 kilometers with your heart, and 195 meters with tears in your eyes. His timing couldn't have been more perfect because that was exactly what I needed to focus and keep up my pace. Thank you for helping me realize I have what it takes to run marathons and change my life. Kind regards, Bob.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for the nice note. Bob, congrats on your second marathon, running with your heart, your mind, and your legs, (laughs) getting to the end.
1: Sometimes it takes everything you have, but it's worth it. (laughs) That's right. This note comes from Dave. He says, I had a really successful Chicago marathon. I ran it in four hours, 21 minutes and 29 seconds, which is a 40 minute PR over my only other marathon in New York in 2017. I also turned 60 one day before the race this year. So it was a fantastic way to celebrate my birthday. And I completed this race without hitting the wall. No stopping or walking at all. All the credit goes to MTA Coach Lynn for my training schedule and terrific advice along the way. I ran New York with no help other than the internet and basically felt defeated after that race. I felt like a winner after Chicago. Kudos to MTA and Coach Lynn.
0: Wow, uh, that's a powerful story, you know, talking about running his first marathon feeling defeated after the race. But for some reason, he decided to do it again, which is awesome. And then just the confidence that he got... From working with a coach, it really speaks powerfully to that. But you know, he must have trained really faithfully and had just had a great performance because at 60 years old, running 4:21.29, earning a 40-minute PR over his last marathon—that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it sounds like everything came together for him. So that's really exciting. This note comes from Karen. She says, "'I am a marathoner. I knew it would be hard, but it was even harder than I anticipated. I stuck with the 4.30 pace group for the first 14 miles, but I started falling behind when the course started going uphill again. The first six miles were uphill as well. Watching my pace group leave me was super hard mentally, but I kept pushing and crossed the line in just under five hours. I'm definitely hurting, but I'm sure in a few days I'll be planning my next marathon.' Thanks to Angie and Trevor for making me believe I could take on this challenge, and MTA Coach Nicole for getting me there, and all the awesome people in this community for the amazing support.
0: Well, welcome to the family, Karen, and congrats. You are a marathoner, and you're right. It is harder than one anticipates. When I ran my first marathon, I think I could definitely say it was the hardest physical thing I had done ever up to that point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We hear that a lot.
0: We feel your pain.
1: And this note comes from Salil. He says, I finished the Columbus Marathon with a personal best and time of four hours, 43 minutes, and 23 seconds, which was over an hour better than my first marathon in New York City in 2017. MTA coach Steve helped me get out of the slump and started training again early 2019. Thanks, Angie and Trevor, for introducing us to MetPro. I dropped 20 pounds with them, and I'm happy to say they are still off. Running has changed me in so many ways.
0: All right, that's what we love to hear. Congrats on all the progress you've made, Salil, and your personal best there at the Columbus Marathon, and keep up the great work. All right, well, in this episode, we are marking our 300th podcast episode in a special way. We wanted just all of you to get a look at your fellow listeners, fellow runners, where they're from, what they do for a living, and what they're training for. And it was another way for us to hear about you guys because we always enjoyed getting to know our listeners too, both in person and virtually. But before we do that, we have a quick recap of Angie's last marathon, which she is calling her most challenging marathon to date. No,
1: I'm not saying that. One of my most challenging. Okay. (laughs) When you've done 61 marathons, you know, you have a few challenging ones.
0: And there's kind of a funny story at the end. So a lot of stuff to get into here on episode 300. Let's jump into it.
2: Well on my way, well on my way.
0: All right, so Angie, two days ago, at the time of this recording, you ran marathon number 61 in Vermont. What was the marathon called and what was it like?
1: Well, it was called the Norwich Marathon, and the way they spell it is which is W I T C H. Kind of a play on words because it's around Halloween time and it takes place in the town of Norwich, Vermont which is a beautiful rural little town. And this is the second year the event has been put on. It's put on by the Northeast Trail Runners who do a variety of races in the area.
0: We found this race kind of last minute because I thought that the Revel Coolia Marathon in Hawaii, which we're doing next January, should be your 50th state. That's the grand finale right there. (laughs) But you still had Vermont lingering out there, and there's not many races in the fall in Vermont. So we found this and we were able to squeeze it in in between two other marathons because you got another one two weekends from now. So
1: yeah, it was definitely last minute. And then my uncle died unexpectedly. So I made a trip out to Montana to be with family and at the funeral. Uh, Before that happened, my phone crapped out, so there was a lot going on leading up to this race. I'm really happy that it worked out. I didn't get to spend a ton of time in the area, but the day before the marathon, the weather was perfect, just idyllic,
3: Hmm.
1: Um, and I went to the small packet pickup and had a meet-up with a couple of MTA listeners that evening for dinner. Got to meet up with Amy and Ingrid, both from that area. They had both signed up for the race because I was going to be there, so that was kind of cool. cool. (laughs) Um, And then the next day I got to meet up with a couple more listeners, sisters Kate and Emily, who also heard about the race because I signed up for it. So I'm hoping that none of them sends me any hate mail because the conditions were so challenging. But... (laughs) (laughs) But it was super fun to be able to meet up with them. Definitely made the race a lot more exciting.
0: Otherwise, it'd just be you running in the miserable cold rain.
1: Yeah. So as I was looking at the forecast for the next day, trying to decide what I was going to wear, I realized that there was 100% chance of rain and the temperatures were going to hover 39 degrees to low 40s the entire time.
0: This is sounding like the Kaiser Marathon.
1: Yeah. And maybe you cursed me with this.
0: (laughs) We've had a string of bad luck with (laughs) weather on race day.
1: So yeah, I kind of like last minute decided I was going to wear the warmer clothes that I had packed. Anytime you're going to run a rainy marathon, make sure you wear a brimmed hat of some kind to keep the rain out of your face. And I also just slathered myself down with anti-chafe ointment because the rain can bring out chafing like nobody's business and blisters, things like that. So I just applied anti-chafe ointment to all the places that have ever chafed, put on all the warm clothes that I had. Layers are always good if you're going to be running in the colder weather because you don't know you feel heat up and need to take something off and yeah drove to the town of little town of norwich ready to do this hard thing i did a little sound bite on my way to the race just kind of letting people know my frame of mind about uh, going into a rainy marathon
0: all right let's hear it
1: so it's sunday morning october 27th and i am heading to the norwich marathon and as you can hear it is very wet outside It's raining pretty heavily and overcast and about 39 degrees. So yeah, trying to wrap my head around the fact that it's going to be wet today (laughs) and it may be cold, uh, but just have to keep moving forward so that it doesn't seem too miserable. Nothing I can't handle, just need to dig deep and have strength and courage today. So yeah, I'm going to go do this.
0: Okay, wow, that does sound like it was raining pretty hard. (laughs) So did you ever have thoughts like, eh, maybe I'll just do the half and come back to Vermont some other time?
1: No. (laughs) Once I commit to something, I'm pretty stubborn about seeing it through. That's true. And I had...
0: That's why we're still married.
1: That is true. (laughs) No. It was a lot of logistics to get up there. So I was like, I'm going to do this thing, whether
0: Rain or shine, you're going to do it.
1: I was going to do it, yes. I, I do feel like probably it kept the weather kept a lot of people home. Um, it, it's a small race. They had a half marathon, a marathon, and a 50K. Overall starters that morning, it looked like there was maybe like 110 people. Um, There weren't any mile markers out on the course, but they had arrows to mark any place that we had to turn. And things got hilly really quickly. You know when most roads you pass have the word hill in the name, like Blood Hill Road, that it's going to be a challenging race? (laughs) That was one that made me laugh. Blood (laughs) Blood Hill. And the rain was coming down steadily. There were tons of puddles. My feet got soaked early on. And I literally gasped when the first icy water washed into my shoes. It was just like. That cold, huh? Yes, that cold. The half marathoners split off back towards town around mile 12, and then us marathoners and the ultra marathoners continued up a hill that went for six miles.
0: A six-mile long hill.
1: Six-mile long hill. (laughs) It felt super challenging, and going into this, I knew I wasn't 100% recovered from the Hartford Marathon, so I really just tried to take pace out of the equation, and I honestly didn't look at my watch until after mile 25, and only then because I passed a very cold runner who asked what mile we were at. So I looked at my watch at that point, but not at all before.
0: Was this runner in trouble?
1: It was one of the ultra marathoners I found out later. It was actually the winner of the ultra marathon. And he was walking and shivering pretty bad at that point. Mm. He looked very cold. Um, so he finished shortly after I did, which is very impressive. They Afterward, they had, were putting heat blankets on him and putting him in front of heaters because he was just, you know, like racked with shivering. Ooh. It was...
0: Jackhammering. Yeah,
1: it was pretty intense. And since the weather conditions were very challenging, I tried to keep my mental space very positive. I focused on gratitude and courage again. And I told myself, you can do hard things a dozen times, (laughs) I think at least.
0: Did your hands and feet get pretty cold?
1: They did. That was the only part of me that was cold. So I just basically kind of kept my hands and fists the whole time. And, you know, kind of like, like pumped blood down into the fingers, you know, you can kind of hold your arms straight and and pump blood down into them. But I was also carrying a water bottle because they tried to keep the event cupless. Um, So I was carrying a water bottle. So I'd switch my water bottle between hands, try to warm up one hand in between. It was a bit challenging, but otherwise, you know, I felt like I dressed appropriately. And it was just one of those things I couldn't control in the moment. And the last half mile of the course went back into the town of Norwich to the finish area in the town green. Pretty much the race was kind of set up under a gazebo area. So um, a volunteer ran out with my medal and put that around my neck. And so when I get back to the gazebo, they say, congratulations, you're a first place female. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> you know, I hadn't looked at my my time, and it was one of those courses where there were many miles. I didn't see anyone out there other than the photographer a few times and the aid station people. So they give me this really nice plaque with the words first place female finisher" on it, and you know, I knew I had finished around four hours and five minutes. And then I saw Ingrid, one of our listeners at the finish line, and we got some pictures. You know, it was all really exciting. I had a cup of hot apple cider just pretty much to warm my hands. I was so cold, but I didn't really linger around the finish area because... I was just so wet and cold. I had been dreaming the last few miles of getting back to my car and sitting in the heat, the heated seats, and getting out of my wet clothes.
0: So you texted me when you finished. I was back here at home with the kids, and you told me that your hands were so stiff you could barely text, but you told me that you'd finished, and you sent me a picture of this plaque. That they gave you for being the first place female. And I was like blown away. Like, wow, you got first place. That is awesome. And then later we find out that you were first place overall. Because I messaged the race through their Facebook page. And I asked them who the first place overall finisher was. And they said, we think you might know her. (laughs) (laughs) And told us big congrats.
1: So, yeah, of course, I posted on social media to update everyone um, about my finish and stuff.
0: And then the next day, we find out
1: mistakes were made. (laughs) (laughs) I got this um, nice email from the race directors, Eliza and Adam. They say, Hi, Angie. Thank you so much for choosing the Norwich as Marathon 61 and coming to run with us in Vermont and bringing your listeners. I wish we were reaching out for a happier reason. Unfortunately, we've just realized that our timing staff and the volunteer assigning awards had a communication error that led to a snafu in misclassifying another marathon finisher. Another woman, Katie Beebe of Middlebury, Vermont, actually smoked the entire marathon field by almost half an hour and basically kept on running right to her car as soon as she finished, not even stopping to collect a medal.
0: Well, how do we know that she's even real?
1: Well, (laughs) 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 I I, I felt like running straight to my car too, so I... Totally understand that. The volunteers assumed she was a pre-race drop down to a different distance and that you were the first female and overall finisher of the marathon, and redundant checks didn't catch it until we finalized the results tonight. We wanted to let you know as soon as we realized what happened. This is 100% our fault, and we take full responsibility for the mix-up. And they, you know, wanted to get the correct uh, plaque sent out to me as well. So I, I'm sure that was, you know, a very difficult email to write, for them because, you know, as race directors, there's just a lot of things that end up being outside of your control.
0: You could just switch your name to Manji Spencer and be the first place male finisher.
1: (laughs) Anyway, it's a funny story because, you know, I went to the race with no expectations. I'm just happy to be there and to get my Vermont Marathon. Yeah, it'll definitely be an event that will be cemented in my mind for a multitude of reasons.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What was your official time?
1: It was 4.05.51.
0: Right on. That's that's pretty good for running a fast marathon two weeks previously and given the uh, challenging hilly and wet conditions.
1: Yeah, I, I was very happy with that. I just, again, you know, felt grateful to have a strong, healthy body and being able to show up in tough conditions and not quit.
0: So Angie, you are running light. You're running strong. Even on Wicked Hills, uh, you did great. Can't wait to see what's next. And I guess this would be a good juncture to thank uh, MetPro because as you guys have heard us talk about Angie working with a MetPro nutritionist, they've just been doing wonders for you as far as your energy and metabolism and weight loss.
1: Yeah, that's right. I may have been carrying a little bit extra water weight (laughs) because it was so wet during the marathon, but I'm still thankful that I've lost 32 pounds in fat that I certainly didn't need that wasn't helping my running or my health at all. I feel so much fitter and lighter and obviously it helps me get faster and even, you know, power up tough hills. So it's been amazing for my running
0: routine. Yeah, it's awesome. Glad we can partner with MetPro because they are amazing at what they do, but they will help you know exactly what to eat. So if you want to lose weight and improve your performance. They can help you do both of those things. If you want to learn more about what they offer, go to metpro.co forward slash MTA. That's a .co, not a .com. Metpro.co forward slash MTA. You can get on a free 30-minute consultation call to see if they're a good fit for you. And just a heads up, it is a concierge service. It's not going to be within everyone's budget, but we can definitely tell you that it works amazing. And Angie can testify better than I can because she's more diligent in following it.
1: (laughs) It will be money well spent if you've been struggling with uh, stubborn fat that won't go anywhere despite your best efforts or even changing your body composition. So yeah, I'm thrilled with the results that I've had and just how amazing I feel on a daily basis, not to mention how it's improved my running.
0: So that's metpro.co forward slash MTA. Let them know that we sent you. So that's the Norwich Marathon in Vermont, Angie's 61st marathon, her 48th state. It was the time that Angie almost won a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do got to say, though, this lady that won, congrats to her. She is 20 years younger than you. She's 21. Angie's almost 41.
1: That's right. She, yeah, she was super fast. And I mean, I can't imagine what her marathon time would be on a flat course. She could probably be a sub three-hour marathoner. I think so. She was just killing it out there.
0: Well, good for her. And uh, what do you got next?
1: I've got the Manchester Marathon in New Hampshire on November 10th.
0: Well, in just a moment, we want to... Play some sound bites from listeners to tell us a little bit about themselves and why they listen to the show, and a little look at some of the marathons that they've run. Because after doing 300 episodes, we are even more convinced than ever that it's the listeners that make podcasting special. And many of you we've got to meet in person, which is always a real pleasure. And just hearing your stories and connecting with you is what motivates us to keep going for another 300 episodes. Right, Angie. <laughs> Before we do that, we'd like to say a big word of thanks to this episode's sponsor, Athletic Greens.
1: That's right. I'm really excited to have Athletic Greens back sponsoring the podcast. I've been using it for several months, and um, I actually recently just took their travel packs with me when I flew to Montana and then to the Norwich Marathon. And they're so convenient because sometimes when you travel, you realize there's gaps in your diet. Like you're not getting enough fresh stuff. Sometimes it's hard to get enough whole foods and greens. I really love Athletic Greens because it's convenient. Um, It has a great taste. You know, some green drinks are kind of unpalatable, (laughs) to put it nicely. This one has a great taste, and it just covers your nutritional bases because it has 75 proven vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. Athletic Greens also includes prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, adaptogens, superfoods, and more, so you know you're getting complete and convenient nutrition to help support your body's nutritional needs. And for people who are training for long-distance events, half-marathons, marathons, marathons, your body needs the extra support. So I think Athletic Greens can really fit the bill and provide you that extra energy that you need. And I was actually talking to a listener at the Hartford Marathon, and she started using Athletic Greens back when we talked about it before. And it's one thing that's like a staple in her daily routine. She says it really helps her as a teacher and, of course, as a runner.
0: So if you want to start squaring away your nutritional needs – Boost your energy, strengthen your immune system, support your gut health as an athlete and just as a person with a lot to do. And you're just looking to feel and perform at your best, definitely check out Athletic Greens. They help take the guesswork out of everyday good health. Just go to athleticgreens.com forward slash MTA to claim a special offer. You'll get 20 free travel packs, which was what Angie was talking about that she took On her trip, and these are valued at $79, but you'll get this included with your first purchase. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash MTA. Athleticgreens.com forward slash MTA.
4: Hi, Trevor and Angie. It's Shira from Simsbury, Connecticut. I am a 52 year old runner. During the day, I am a high school English teacher and I also teach yoga. Um, And I am a mom of three kids. I was attracted to the podcast at first when I was training for my first marathon, I found you and I think I was maybe one of the original listeners. You've been part of my marathon journey from the very start. um, And I've really appreciated all of the wisdom and camaraderie that your podcast and your online community have given to me throughout my running journey. Um I've made wonderful friends that I've met up with at marathons and that's been a, a truly rewarding experience for me. I have run 16 marathons and I'm due to run my 17th, the Philadelphia Marathon in 4 weeks.
5: My name is Mitch Goldstein. I live in Florida and I'm the CFO for an electric utility. I was attracted to the MTA podcast six or seven years ago when my daughter first introduced me to you, and I love uh, the podcast. I love the combination of community support, advice and interviews, race reports, and just overall upbeat nature of the podcast, and I learn from every single episode. I've run 29 marathons, and uh, the next race I'm training for will be the Disney World Marathon in January.
6: Hi Angie and Trevor, my name is Lucy, I live in Australia and I'm a farmer. What attracted me to the podcast was after my divorce and having lost over 20 kilos and keeping it off in that time, I wanted to do something for myself and become healthy again. And having not run since I was a teenager, I wanted to start running again I've been listening for over five years and absolutely love it. In those five years, I've proudly completed 23 half marathons and one marathon just two weeks ago. Keep up the great work. Hi, I'm Annie from Omaha, Nebraska, stay-at-home mom of five kids. I started running 17 years ago when I lived in France as an undergrad. It was too expensive to join a gym, so a friend and I started running along the banks of the Loire River. I fell in love with running the year later when I moved to Spain and a friend was training for the Madrid Marathon. She recruited us to run a couple miles with her during her long run. And before I knew it, I ran 10 miles and fell in love with running. I was attracted to the MTA podcast because my husband told me I should listen to it. And as a running couple, I really relate to Angie and Trevor's banter and uh, experiences. My next race is the Paris Marathon in 2021. I know it's 18 months from now, but I'd really like to be prepared. It will be my first marathon. I attempted another one, but ended up breaking my foot and getting pregnant, so I couldn't run the marathon. So I'm excited for the Paris Marathon in 2021. Right after we finish the marathon, my family and I are going to hike the Camino de Santiago in Spain.
7: Hi, Angie and Trevor. I'm so excited to be a part of the MTA family. I really appreciate everything that you do and all the energy that you put into your podcast. My name is Yali. I am from the Bronx. I'm here with my two wonderful kids. Say hi. Hi. I am a middle school teacher. I teach fifth, seventh, and eighth grade. I also consider mom definitely a full-time job. I found the podcast when I was searching for ways to improve my running for any information at all about running. And it just took one listen for me to get completely hooked. I listen to it on my runs, in the car, uh everywhere that I can. And since joining the Academy, I have just found so much love and support and information. And it's been amazing. I have run three half marathons and one full marathon. And my next race is the New York City Marathon this upcoming Sunday. And I'm very, very, very excited. Thanks so much for everything. And thank you for helping me inspire my kids, and my students to be healthy, fit, and to change their lives. Say bye! Bye!
8: Hello, MTA family. This is Marty Gardner, and I'm from Macon, Georgia. I'm the branch manager at a ceramic tile and stone distributor. I discovered the Marathon Training Academy through a podcast interview with Trevor and Angie that was done by Tina Muir on the Running For Real podcast. I've completed six marathons, and... My next race is New York City Marathon, and I'm also registered for the Dopey Challenge in early January at Disney World, the Big Sur Marathon, and Chicago Marathon uh, next October.
9: Hello, this is Carolyn Gallagher. I currently live in Lakeland, Florida, and I'm a histology technologist. That is, we test postoperative tissue for the presence of cancer and other abnormalities, I became attracted to the MTA podcast because I have had thoughts about running my first marathon, though I've had no formal training or idea on how to go about preparing for one. So to date, um, I have exactly one half marathon completed, which was the 2019 New York City half. And at the time, I was just coming back from a knee injury. And so I went into this race with about four weeks of actual training And my time, well, my time was 3 hours, 19 minutes, and 32 seconds. And I came in 24,091 out of 24,645. Not exactly impressive, but it was a very incredible experience. I am training for the upcoming Celebration Florida Half Marathon in January, and I have entered once again into the 2020 New York City Half Marathon, in which I have every intentions of crushing last year's results.
10: Hi, my name is Linda. I currently live in Prospect, Kentucky, although I lived in Indiana most of my life, so I am a Hoosier. Um, I am an 8th grade English language arts teacher. Um, I started running as turning 40 was looming and I was overweight and depressed and started with just walking and then I would walk for two songs, run for one and eventually I was all running. So that's kind of how it all started. Um, I started listening to your podcast less than a year ago. It was suggested in a running group on Facebook. I didn't think it was for me because I wasn't really wanting to do a marathon, but I found all sorts of great advice and encouragement on there. So I kept on listening and love it. And I have signed up for my very first full marathon in Indianapolis at the Monumental Marathon. So now that 50 is looming. I had to up my game. This whole process has changed my life and given me new confidence. And hopefully I'm passing that along to my students and showing them that they can really do anything if they're willing to work for it. Thank you so much for all you do.
11: Hello, everyone. My name is Armando. I'm from Mexico City and I live in Phoenix, Arizona since 2016. Uh, what I do for a living is I'm in sales. I'm in the uh, adult alcohol beverage industry, which is very entertaining and challenging, especially if you are a runner. I got attracted to this podcast because I was Googling about uh, training tips and marathon information. So it's how I found Angie and Trevor. And since then, I got attracted. So I listen uh, to this podcast very often, especially when I'm on fl- on the flight since I travel a lot. Uh, My next race is going to be in January, the Rock and Roll Marathon in Arizona. And in March, I have the Antelope Canyon Ultra, which is in the north of the state. Thank you and hope to see you soon, guys. Hi, everyone. My name is David. I'm an MTA member living in Geneva, Switzerland. During the day, I lead a not-for-profit organization that discovers, develops, and delivers malaria medicines for the world's poorest countries, We're funded by governments, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and the Wellcome Trust. Together with our partners, we've launched 11 medicines to date, which are estimated to have saved over 2 million lives, mainly children under the age of 5 years. I started running around 2.5 years ago after a health scare, and with encouragement from my wife and son, who both run daily. My wife also suggested that I listen to your podcast for info and encouragement, and it was love at first soundbite. Trevor provided my first training plan at the start of this year, which helped me successfully complete the Zurich Marathon in the spring. I've just completed my second marathon in Lausanne with a personal best of 3 hours 35. My next event will be the MTA Virtual Half Marathon in November, and after that I'll keep training for a spring marathon, either Geneva, Zurich or Basel. Still deciding. Thanks Angie, Trevor and the whole MTA community for your inspiration.
12: Hi, Trevor and Angie. This is Kelly Whetstone. Um, I'm from Portland, Maine. Um, We moved there from D.C. a few years ago. I started, you know, I actually was always a never run, run more when chased kind of gal until I was... In my late 20s, trying to lose some weight for my wedding and work off stress. So I was power walking all the time. Um, And then one day I said, hey, maybe I'll just try running. And then all of a sudden I realized, hey, I don't have to be super fast to run. And and since then, I've just really enjoyed it. Um, I ran a lot in 2016 was really my year for running. I did six halves and two fulls that year. And I discovered the podcast that year and listened to it pretty much religiously on my very, very long commute to work. But then we moved to Maine for my job. I kind of fell out of running. But this year, I've discovered a whole new group of friends here to run with. We just did the Maine half. And we're doing the Seacoast half in New Hampshire. And I've been starting to listen to the podcast again. And I rejoined the membership just for some enthusiasm um, and motivation. I realized how much... I missed running and I'm hoping to get back into doing full marathons in 2020. Oh, and I'm a lawyer. I think that was the one question I was supposed to answer. So if I don't get my run done in the morning, it doesn't get done. So for me, I've got to be a morning person. Anyway, thank you guys so much for all you do. I love listening to your podcast and I hope to actually meet you guys one day at a future event. Hello Angie and Trevor and all of MTA this
13: is Julie Meyer from Pittsburgh Pennsylvania and I am a music teacher I got interested in the podcast actually fairly recently as I was starting to think about training for my second marathon and was looking for some motivation and some tips of how to train better and and smarter and now I'm a huge fan. I have completed one marathon and several half marathons and 10 mallers. My next marathon will be the 2020 Pittsburgh Marathon next May. All right, thanks for all the great work. Keep it up, and congratulations on your 300th episode.
2: Hi, my name is Kathleen Miller. I live in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, which is just south of Nashville. I started running about nine years ago uh, in preparation for my 40th birthday. It was kind of a bucket list item, and I joined a Couch to 5K program in our local community with a friend of mine and scheduled my first 5k for the month of my birthday. Uh, Ever since then, I met a whole bunch of amazing people and started doing 10ks and then half marathons. And then I actually did a few full marathons. I found your podcast by accident, probably, I don't know, at least eight years ago, maybe even more than that, um, when you guys were fairly new. I, I loved your podcast from the beginning. And I've been addicted to it ever since. My next race is the Oak Barrel Half Marathon in Lynchburg, Tennessee next spring. Um, I'm looking forward to training for that and listening to more episodes of MTA.
13: Hi, this is Whitney Young. I live in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Um, I'm a sales and event manager for the Loveless Barn in Nashville. And what attracted me to the podcast was um, when I got back into running uh, two years ago, after having my son, I just needed some guidance on kind of what to do to train for Back for a half marathon, and the relatability and just all of the information was so helpful to me from the beginning, and I was hooked immediately. The next race that I am training for, while well, I've done seven half marathons, love the half marathon distance, I'm kind of at a point where I have no doubts that I can finish a half marathon and do well at it. So I decided I was ready to take on the full. Uh, So my next race on the calendar is the Erlanger Chattanooga Marathon. So I will be doing my first full in March of 2020.
14: Hi, everyone. My name is Andy Soto from Miramar, Florida. I'm 65 years old. I'm a retired police lieutenant with the city of Miami Beach Police. And I currently run a real estate appraising business with my best friend and wife, Isabel. I started running during uh, the police academy, and I loved it. And ever since then, I entered multiple 5 and 10K races. The marathon had always been on my bucket list. And I decided that I was going to give it a go after I retired and signed up for my first half marathon at age 59. That race went well, but I'm sure some of the listeners uh, may have experienced the same thing when I came through the finish line of that 13.1 I could not imagine only being halfway through a race. It it just seemed impossible. I knew that if I was going to run a marathon, I needed some serious help. I googled uh, marathon training and ended up with the Marathon Training Academy. I immediately became a member of the academy and started listening religiously to all the podcasts and downloaded the uh, beginner's marathon training plan. I ran my first marathon at age 60 at Disney World and got hooked. What's more amazing is I finally got my wife to listen to the podcast too. And Isabel has run three half marathons and I'm on my fifth marathon now, which I'm very, very excited for, which is next week in New York. Uh, This time around, I decided to spring for a coach and I've got coach lynn uh, as my trainer and it has been an amazing journey Uh, i'm already signed up for a six marathon in february of 2020 and we'll be keeping coach lynn as my trainer And I can't say enough about having a coach as opposed to using the training plans. The training plans were amazing, but there is no comparison to having a a real coach that will answer all your questions and give you that extra motivation that you need. This journey has been one that would have been almost impossible to make without the support of uh, not only Andy and Trevor, but all the uh, amazing people that I have come to know through Facebook and MTA. Thank you again, Angie and Trevor.
8: Hi, my name is Matthew Lippert. I am a Navy submariner stationed in Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. My wife, who recently became a runner, found your podcast and was telling me about it. Uh, So now uh, I have a half marathon next month and then I have a full marathon I'm training for in December. So the Honolulu Marathon, my main motivation behind doing the marathon and half marathon is pretty much being a good example to my kids. We got four kids and uh, we recently found out that my daughter, who's seven, is a runner. We signed her up for a 5K. She said, that sounds awesome. And she won the 5K for under 14-year-olds. We're just trying to keep her motivated to keep running and, and enjoying it. So basically, one of my goals, I'm 31, and I want to try and stay uh, faster than her for as long as I can. And, and just be a good example. Uh, that's the main goal. Both my wife and I are, are now runners. Uh, anyways, wish me luck, and thank you for your podcast.
10: Hi, I'm Jen
7: Olerich, and I live in Pleasanton, California, which is in the San Francisco Bay area. I'm a licensed psychologist and work in my own private practice. I became attracted to the MTA podcast about two years ago. I love the topics and guests, and Angie and Trevor are awesome, super relatable, and I love being part of the MTA community they've built. So, I've run three marathons and a dozen half marathons. I'm signed up for the Phoenix Marathon in February. And in November, I'll run the Berkeley Half Marathon. And in December, I'll run the half marathon at the Walnut Creek Running Festival. And I hope everyone has a fabulous next run.
0: What's up, Angie and Trevor? Um, My name is Cooper DeVito. I live in Charlottesville, Virginia. And I'm a first year freshman at the University of Virginia studying engineering. I got hooked on the podcast because I graduated high school this past summer and wanted something to keep me in shape. So I was like, I'll run a marathon. Of course, I needed a podcast to learn about running because I hadn't run anything before. So found you guys, got hooked. rest is history. Um, yeah, I just completed my first marathon. It was Marine Corps this past weekend. It was a blast. Um, but I think my next goal for the marathon is to run Berlin right out of college. That's my dream. Yeah. Thanks, guys.
15: My name is Andrew Lorenzo, and I'm currently living in Melbourne, Australia. I am an actor slash podcaster. And what attracted me to the Marathon Training Academy podcast was the fact that I was training for my first marathon last year. And when I typed in marathon training into the podcast app, that was the first thing that popped up. And it sounded like something I should probably listen to. I've currently run three marathons, so three fulls, two in Melbourne and one in Canberra. And at the moment, the next event that I'm training for Four is the Spartan Trifecta weekend in November? So it's a couple weeks away. Oh my God, but it is a half marathon, so the Spartan Beast. So I'll be doing that half marathon, and that's what I'm going to be using as the MTA virtual half.
16: Hello, my name is Lynn from California. I started running seriously after I got diagnosed with breast cancer. I felt depressed and needed to do something to feel better. I found out about a running group in my area and joined them. I finally got the courage to sign up for half marathon. Then I got hooked. I met other crazy runners like me. By 2017, I got really crazy and did 66 races, 35 halves and 31 fulls. I also finished seven continents half that year and I also finished all six Abbott World Marathon majors in one year. By 2018, I finished Seven Continents Full and by 2019, I finished Seven Continents Ultra Marathon and also my 50 states. A friend actually introduced me to the podcast so I started listening to MTA and it definitely changed my life. Thank you so much, Trevor and Angie. Hope to meet you someday.
17: Hello Angie and Trevor, congratulations on getting to episode 300. My name is Guy Reams, I live in Temecula, California, and I am a technology executive. I started running as a daily commitment to do something that really sucked every day. I picked what I thought then was the worst thing that I could possibly think of, and that was running. Now it is a major part of my life. I have been adopted by a fabulous culture of runners, and have found new friends, new clothes, new shoes, and have found a new passion. Running is now how I think, how I stay calm, and how I cope, and even how I explore. I started running in my late 40s. Having no prior experience, I had a lot to learn. I wanted to start competing in events and understanding the new language of running. Your podcast was a great treasure for me to find because you kept it simple and through your guests and topics have been a guide as I've learned this new sport. I'm now being coached uh, by an MTA coach, Steve Walden, and we are preparing for my first 50-miler. Hi, Trevor and
18: Angie. This is Gregory Cather, and uh, I live in Oxford, Connecticut. I am uh, currently the chief operating officer for a uh, a work-life company in Connecticut. What attracted me to the podcast? Well, I've been listening since about 2012. I started running probably 2011 on and off. My brother, actually, I was running with, you know, I asked him at one point, what do you listen to when you run? And he said, I have this great podcast that I've been listening to. So uh, I gave it a try and I just love the overall, from the get-go, just love the positive energy. Uh, I love the the MTA community and how supportive it is. I love the fact that it's, you know, you don't have to be an elite athlete to be able to relate to the material just finished the Marine Corps Marathon uh, in Washington, D.C. That was my fifth straight Marine Corps Marathon. So I've done a total of 11 marathons. I've done one trail ultra marathon, and uh, I've done uh, probably 20-plus half marathons uh, over the last few years. Uh, My next adventure is I'm doing the Dopey Challenge in Florida. I did that last year. Um, I thought it was a fantastic experience. Um, So I just wanted to thank you, Trevor and Angie, and the entire MTA community. Um, It's really a great place to be and a great place to pull your motivation from. So thank you.
19: Hi, Angie and Trevor. I'm Bridget. I live in upstate New York. I'm a nurse practitioner in an emergency room. Um, I started running shortly after I finished school and got the job as a nurse practitioner as a way to kind of help with the stress found your podcast by accident and I love it and I um, learn a lot every time I listen and you guys are really entertaining. Um, I finished my first marathon was the wine glass in Corning in October of this year.
3: Hello Angie and Trevor. My name is Victoria. I live in central Massachusetts and I work in education. I first started listening to your podcast about three years ago when I started training for my very first marathon, which was Mount Desert Island Marathon in Maine. Um, what really drew me to your podcast was your sense of humor. It took me a little while to catch on to your sarcasm, but afterwards I just really enjoyed the conversations that you guys were having and then the variety of podcasts that you gave us. You know, there's not a lot of podcasts out there that do a couple different styles, whether it's your race recap, which, of course, is two different styles, because Trevor has his own way of recapping a race, and then Angie has another. Um, If you're doing a subject-specific one, you know, you have your listener questions, which are great. And then, of course, the interviews that you do with all of your inspiring runners. Um, And I love that you guys don't just focus on the superstar athletes that are out there. You pick a lot of real people who are runners just like us. Who struggle with the same things we do. So I really enjoy hearing those. I did just complete my seventh marathon on Sunday. I did the Marine Corps Marathon, and I also happen to be 13 weeks pregnant. So at this point, I'm going to be hanging my running shoes up for a little while, probably focusing on some shorter distances, and really looking forward to a comeback marathon in the spring of 2021. Thanks for all you guys do. I really am looking forward to continue to listening to your podcast. Uh, thanks. Hi, this is Angie Spencer.
1: I am living in Carlisle, Pennsylvania right now. And I started reluctantly doing the podcast back in 2010. But it's turned out pretty good. So yeah, I just finished a marathon today. Don't want to think about my one in two weeks. And very happy to be relaxing and eating and watching TV in bed right now. Bye.
0: Well, we are just really blessed, I guess would be the right word, just by everyone who has contributed to this episode and left us a voicemail. It's so fun to hear about how you guys found the podcast, what you enjoy about it, and get a look at your own running journey and what you have in the works. Just like to take a quick break uh, and thank our episode sponsor, Tiger Balm Active. We all know that running is a transformative experience but it could be hard to enjoy when you're preoccupied with aches and pains, delayed onset muscle soreness and all that stuff. That's why we're fans of Tiger Balm Active. They have a muscle rub, muscle gel, and a muscle spray that will completely change the way that you combat muscle fatigue. They're perfect if you're feeling tired, you're feeling sore, because it quickly relieves the pain and the stiffness.
1: That's right. I definitely needed this product after the Norwich Marathon. My legs were super sore, having come off uh, two marathons in two weeks, and that super hilly course so it was great just to feel tiger balm active go straight to work with that cool to warm sensation and i'm feeling pretty much back to normal so
0: so she's ready to run another marathon
1: (laughs) that's right ready or not here i go (laughs) so you can pick up all three of their game-changing products today just head over to your local cvs target and walgreens and other fine retailers to get your tiger balm active products
5: Hi Trevor, hi Angie. This is Brian G, an corporate accountant from Central Florida. I started running about three years ago, uh, mainly to lose weight just after my daughter was born. So, so far after 50 pounds or so lost, I over the time I have attracted myself to your podcast, I thought it was amazing to hear a husband and wife uh, dynamic on a running podcast. And at this point, I am now uh, looking forward to a the New York City Virtual Marathon, which I'm just running here locally around a three-mile lake. Uh, this coming weekend uh, at the time of the New York City Marathon, And also two weeks later, I'll be running the Magnolia Marathon in mid-November. So looking forward to uh, bumping up on my 50-state marathon goal.
20: Hi, my name is Kevin, and I live in Ashburn, Virginia, which is right outside D.C., and I am a quality engineer. I actually started running twice. The first time was back in middle school. And then I started running again in about 2015 because I saw a friend train for a marathon. It was something I thought, oh, wow, that's really cool. I think I could do something like this. What really attracted me to this podcast was Angie and Trevor. They both were very real. And it was just kind of interesting to see Trevor's laid-back approach to running and then Angie's very goal oriented approach. And just kind of cool to watch Angie keep on pushing for qualifying for Boston and just keep on pushing PR as well, listening to... Whereas Trevor, on the other hand, was a lot more free and fun-loving. And it was kind of fun to to listen to podcasts like his Oktoberfest Adventures and just how he traveled. My next race is the Frosty 5K, which I ran in 2015. And it's kind of cool to be able to keep on going back and doing the same race over and over again um, and kind of remember this is the thing that got me all started.
21: Hey, Angie and Trevor, this is Ann from Longmont, Colorado. I work here in Longmont as a registered dietitian. I started running four or five years ago. It took me a long time to get past um, probably going over a 5K. I think just all the tough stuff that happens when you first start that you have to push through, um, I just had a really hard time with. And for a long time, I thought that, you know, some people were runners and some people weren't. And that you know, for some reason, these runners didn't actually suffer um, like I was. And now I realize that that's completely untrue and um, have a lot of respect for all of my fellow runners. The first time I heard your podcast was during the Heart of America marathon. And anyway, one of the runners was listening to your podcast. And so I asked him what it was and remembered it and have been hooked ever since, because you guys are just so motivating and realistic. So my next race is going to be the Backcountry Half Marathon here in Colorado, and then my first marathon will be the Colfax Marathon in May of 2020. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work.
5: Hello Angie and Trevor. My name AJ Capuccio. I live in Bangor, Maine. I'm a custodian. I listen to podcasts while I'm at work and when I signed up for Rock and Roll Montreal, my first full marathon, I just searched for marathon and Marathon Training Academy was the first thing that popped up so naturally I hit subscribe. I've been listening since. I've done three full marathons and the next race I'm looking forward to doing is Millinocket. And I'll be earning the Sea to Summit Medal once again for doing Mount Desert Island and Millinocket in the same year. Great listening, you guys. Thanks. Bye.
19: Hello, this is Heidi Wells. I live in Farmington, Arkansas. I work as a newspaper editor and page designer for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I started running in the spring of 2015 after the death of my brother the year before. He was an avid uh, marathon runner, and I felt like it would be a way to help me cope with his death, and it has. I was attracted to the podcast because I've ever since then been looking for all the information I can find about running, so it provided that, but also an opportunity to hear from people having experiences that I could relate to and learn from. And then finally, I am training for the Three Bridges Marathon on December 28th in Little Rock. That is the marathon that my brother started the year before he died. It was actually my first attempt at a marathon back in 2016. I got to about mile 17 and I started vomiting. It was a very hot day for December that year and I dropped out. And I think now it was both being sick, but also just the fear of what I was trying to accomplish. And of course, it was devastating at the time, but with some time that has passed and and fresh perspective, it's not that big of a deal, but I definitely feel the need for redemption. So that's why I'm going back this year. Thank you. Hi, my name is Tamana
21: Singh. I currently live in Cleveland and I am a sports cardiologist. I started running initially to lose weight, and then as I got older, um, running became more of a release, more of a meditation for me, and it was a way for me to really challenge my limits and grow outside of my comfort zone. I started listening to the podcast uh, initially when I became interested in just learning how to become a better runner and how to run longer distances. Um, And then I was also just drawn to the focus that MTA had on empowerment and life change by running and also just hearing everybody's stories about um, how running had changed their lives. My next race is the Rebel Coolia Half Marathon in Hawaii, and I'm really excited to meet up, hopefully, with Angie and Trevor. Thank you.
20: Hello MTA listeners. I am Kyle Johnson from Duluth, Minnesota. I am a superintendent for Max Gray Construction. I've been a listener for about three years and what attracted me to the MTA podcast. Each episode is full of tips and advice that can improve and motivate any runner. My last marathon was the Whistle stop Marathon in Ashland, Wisconsin. I shaved almost 20 minutes off my previous best with this marathon, finishing at three hours, 41 minutes and 19 seconds. I haven't found my next race yet, but I am looking for a half marathon to run in Ireland around St. Patrick's Day. So far, my internet searches have failed, but I'll find one eventually. Congratulations, Trevor and Angie, on your 300th episode. Keep at it.
8: Hi, this is Mark Goddard from Orange County, California. I'm a software architect here. And I started running after I had lost a bunch of weight in order to try to keep it off and stay fit. And I was attracted to the podcast because it seemed to be a cultural fit to what I was doing, discussing similar challenges, not, you know, does deal with elite runners and things, but it's mostly focused on those of us that are just doing our best to train for the events and improve as best we can. So my next event is Ragnar SoCal Trail, and I'm looking forward to running that with a team. It'll be the third time I've done it, and it's a lot of fun. Thanks a lot for the podcast.
15: Hi, Trevor and Angie. Uh, my name's Steve Sherm. I'm a 65-year-old radiologist from St. Petersburg, Florida. I started running when I was going to turn 60. I decided to try to do a half marathon. And I trained forward and did, did that and ended up doing six half marathons. And then I thought, well, maybe I can do a full marathon. So I started looking for advice and found your podcast and have been a faithful uh, listener since. So I used Angie as a coach. And did the Chicago Marathon in 2015, and I've done one marathon a year since. And this year I'm training for the uh, Honolulu Marathon, which is the first week in December. Uh, So anyway, great listening to your podcast, and uh, I'll keep on listening. Thanks.
22: Hi, MTA. My name is Selena. I live in Hong Kong, and I am a clinical mental health counselor. I work at a uh, local nonprofit um, community counseling center. And the reason I start running is that I always love to move and always love to break a good sweat. And um, actually, MTA is the first running podcast that I ever listened to, and I really enjoy how real um, Trevor and Angie are, and they are so relatable. I remember someone commenting um, one time that this is a people's podcast, and I think that this is so right. And I just love how um, Angie and Trevor, you bring us into your family. And it's just a great reminder that we are not just runners, but we are um, wives and husbands Sons and daughters And it's just a re- good reminder of how We can integrate running um, Into our everyday lives And really actually enjoy it So what what's my next race Is actually coming up this Sunday I'll be running um, my very first New York Marathon So um, congratulations on Episode 300 and here's to Many more 300 episodes Cheers
0: Well, our hearts are full. Thank you so much, everyone that called in. It's so incredible to be on this running journey with you. And I think that we've had some part, even if it's a small part, in helping you accomplish your running goals that just makes it all worth it. And I think as I listen back through all of these calls, there's so many takeaways. I mean, especially if you think about some people who are training for the first marathon and it seems just intimidating. Just know that you're not alone. Uh, everyone that you heard from who's done a marathon already uh, has been there and felt those same feelings. So big thanks again to everyone that tunes in to the MTA podcast, whether you are a longtime listener or just found us, we are looking forward to the future episodes we have planned. In fact, originally for this special episode 300 edition here, I reached out to some folks who've been listening since the beginning, since 2010, when we started the podcast so that we can hear their stories and find out what's kept them going in their running year after year. But this episode got kind of long, so we're going to be saving those and spreading them out through some of our future episodes. So that's it for this episode. Thanks again to MetPro for being a sponsor. They are metabolism experts. Check them out at metpro.co forward slash MTA. That's metpro.co forward slash MTA. If you want to send us an email or a question, we have a contact form on our website. Just head over to marathontrainingacademy.com. Love to help you any way we can. Till next time, keep taking action in your goals. Remember, you have what it takes to run a marathon and change your life.